Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. School is almost back in session. Public schools are starting. College kids are starting to move back in. I went to Walmart to pick up a few things, and the Walmart is crazy because people are getting their school supplies. And college kids are going to Walmart to get, you know, bed spreads, you know, pillows, new pillows, new refrigerators, all the good stuff. But school is back in session. That means traffic's going to get a little bad again. All that school traffic was off the road for about three months, and it starts to really build back up when school starts. But yeah, summer is still full-fledged here. It's August, and we talked about this before. Just because school is back doesn't mean that summer is over. I know we kind of condition our minds to think that summer is over when school starts back, but that's not how it is. We still have all of August and pretty much all of September. There's a an event that everybody is looking forward to here this month, August the 26th in Las Vegas. Every boxing fan, every MMA fan is going to be watching the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. This fight is going to be off the chain. It takes place at Teen Mobile Arena, and it's going to be live around the world. And uh, you know, if you're not watching this fight, you're missing out. Even if you're not a boxing fan, even if you're not an MMA fighter fan, you need to watch this match because it's a part of American pop culture. This is something that's going to be talked about for a long time. There's been matches before in the past, uh, Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. That was a match that people wanted to see. And I've never really followed boxing or fighting to really know what the matches are that people love to watch. But this one is the first fight that I can remember in a long time that people are dying to see. Uh, what makes this match so fascinating is Floyd Mayweather is, without a doubt, the best boxer in the world right now. And then Conor McGregor is, without a doubt, the best MMA fighter. But these two sports are two totally different things. And Conor McGregor is used to fighting in the ring where he can kick, he can use his arms, he can use uh, submission holds. And then Floyd Mayweather is just using basically his fist. He's using... You know, just his boxing skills. So it's a two different things. And this fight is going to be in Floyd Mayweather's house. This is a boxing match. So as good as Conor McGregor may be, how good is he going to be going against Floyd Mayweather, the best boxer in the world? But Conor McGregor seems to think so. He thinks he can beat Mayweather. He challenged Mayweather in a fight. He was sick of people always saying how great Floyd Mayweather was. And just to give you a little tell of the tape, Floyd Mayweather's from United States. Conor McGregor is from Ireland. Mayweather is 40. McGregor, 28. Big age difference. Mayweather, 5'8". McGregor, 5'9". Mayweather, 151. McGregor, 154. Mayweather's got a 72-inch reach. McGregor's got a 74-inch reach. Uh, the Floyd Mayweather... Boxing record is 49 and 0, and with 26 knockouts. And then McGregor's record MMA is 21 and 3, with 18 knockouts. Mayweather has a net worth of 650 million. McGregor has a net worth of 22 million. So boxing is really paid Floyd Mayweather very well. And I mean, it's 
McGregor's salary is nothing to scoff at. That's a great salary, $22 million. Or not necessarily a salary, but a net worth. I'm, I would love to have $22 million. But that's the tale of the tape. I think, now if I had to pick a winner, I think it's going to be a great match. I think Conor McGregor is going to really know how to 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 uh, last with Mayweather in the ring. I think that he will last with Mayweather in the ring. But I think that since it's a boxing match and McGregor is not a boxer, he's going up against the greatest boxer in the world, Floyd Mayweather. He's going to lose. So Floyd Mayweather will win that match. And it's going to look bad for McGregor. I don't think we should take any pity for for McGregor if he loses because he is the one who decided to do this. He is the one that called out Mayweather. He was the one who was confident enough to stand in a boxing ring. But I love all of the events that lead up to this match, you know, this boxing match. It's they have these rallies where they're just basically talking trash to each other and they just take shots at each other and they do that just to build up the fight. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. So just to share some personal news going on in my life, um, as you guys know, or maybe know, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I am literally a machine when it comes to applying for jobs. If you want to get a new job, you have to have applications out there. You're wasting your time looking for a job if there's no applications. It will never happen for you. You will never get a job if you don't put applications out because nobody is going to hire you. Even if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, uh, we got this job for you, guess what? You still got to apply for it. It's just part of the system. Now, in very rare cases, they might skip the whole application process and you just might be given a job. But on a normal level of just getting a job through the process, you have to apply. So if you want to get a new job, and you want to change your situation, change your life, change your career, you have to put in applications for it. And I've been doing that uh, ever since I graduated college because I have not landed into the position that I want to land. I'm a college instructor. That's what I do. But I haven't found my right situation as, as, a, as a college instructor. I haven't found the right job exactly the way I want it. And until I do, I'm going to keep applying. So I'm 29 years old. And hopefully, by the age of 30, I'm going to be in the job that I want to be in. I wanted to share this news with you guys that I applied for a position, a teaching instructor, teaching public speaking, at Southern West Virginia Community and Technical College. They have several campuses across the state of West Virginia. And the one campus that I would be at would be the Williamson campus, which is right outside of Pikeville, Kentucky, which is about two two and a half hours from Lexington. So it would be a two and a half hour trip there, two and a half hour trip back. People think, oh, that's crazy. Why would you commute that far? You got to understand the life of a college instructor. It's not where you just drive Monday through Friday, eight to five. College instructors do not necessarily work every single day. There are some semesters where they're only traveling two days a week, three days a week, four at most. I know that this particular campus is closed on on uh, Fridays, so it's impossible to be there five days a week because the campus is closed on Fridays. Um, but just depending on how your schedule lines up, you're going to have classes most of the time fit on days where you only are going to have to show up three days a week. 
And to me, if I'm only traveling three or four days a week down there, hopefully it's just two. But if I, I can, I can handle three or four, then that's fine for me. And I did apply for that job, and I'm just waiting to hear back. It was the typical interview process for an instructor. You go in, you do a teaching demo for about 15 minutes, and then you are sitting down with the committee and you're answering questions for a good hour. And they just ask you questions about classroom environment, where you see yourself in five years, conflict questions, the usual. I never know how I do in these interviews. When I think I have a position, when I think I have it locked, I think I have it in the bag, I don't get it. So I'm not trying to get my hopes up. And I was even debating on sharing the news to the world here on the podcast. But you guys are my listeners, and I thank you for listening. That's my gift to you. For listening to the show, I'll tell you uh, the little details about my life because, hey, why else would you want to listen? Now, I applied for this job, and it made me think, you know, as I'm sitting here waiting on the job to come to a close, what am I doing wrong for not getting these jobs? It could be a number of things. It could be, it could be the way I answer the questions. It could be that. It could be the fact that they already have somebody internal that they want to hire and they just have to go through the process. It could be my lack of experience because I, you know, there are people that are always applying to these jobs with more experience than me. And then again, it could just be my appearance. I look very young. And when you, when you put somebody like me in a college setting, I look like a college student. I don't look like an instructor. I just look like one of them. So I'm going to have to find somebody to really take a chance on hiring me. But I promise you, if you do hire me, I, I will make the best employee you will ever have because I love to teach. I love my work. That is my career. I might not be good at a lot of things, but I'm good at teaching. I'm good at instructing. I'm good with connecting with people. And I will be really good at my job. I'm the best. And I just need somebody to take a chance on me. I do the communication lecture series, which is a branch from this podcast where I take a communication topic and I lecture about it. And that is just kind of a little snapshot of what I'm like in the classroom. Of course, I'm sitting down with studio equipment just lecturing you guys that way so it doesn't have the same charisma and enthusiasm behind it as I would put it uh, in the classroom. But you kind of do get a simple snapshot of what I'm like in the classroom just through listening to the podcast. Uh, so I don't know. It's frustrating. I really want to land a full-time teaching job. I've always been in an adjunct capacity. An adjunct is where you're doing everything that a full-time instructor does except you don't get the full-time benefit package, meaning you don't get the summers off, you don't get the winters off, you don't get your own office, and you know, you're you're not getting the pay that they get. Adjunct instructors teach the class, they uh, come up with the syllabus, they they insert grades, they're instructing all semester, they're advising their students, but they're doing all of the same things that an instructor does, even the office hours. You have to still do your little own office hours on your own time. They're doing all of the things that a full-time instructor does without the pay and the full-time package benefit. And trying to find a full-time faculty position is like a needle in a haystack. It is. I've been on this show several times where I've talked about me applying for jobs. I have applied to several full-time teaching jobs. I applied to 
uh, a school up in Brown Mackey or a school up in Louisville called Brown Mackey College for a full-time teaching position. I tried for Brown Mackey College up in Cincinnati for the same position. Tried for a, I flew to Myrtle Beach and did a teaching interview there. Went to Memphis, tried to get a job there by doing an interview. Um, and then I've even interviewed for just for several adjunct capacities, and um, I've always landed those. I've always been good enough to be an adjunct, I guess, in the eyes of the committee. Uh, NKU, EKU, MedQuest College. Uh, trying to think. BCTC, which is Bluegrass Community and Technical College. There's several that I have applied to and gotten. And I've only done adjunct at a couple schools, not all the ones that I've gotten jobs at, just to keep me in the game of education. But <sighs> my career, I want to really be a full-time faculty. That's what I want to be. Having summers off to me is worth $100,000 a year. Now, college instructors, they might not make a lot of money. They make decent money. They make livable money and money to where you can do things. But you get the summers off. To me, that's worth $100,000 a year. Now, once I land my full-time faculty position, I would love to be move up in the ranks of a college instructor and be an assistant professor and then an associate professor and then a full-blown professor. And when you're a full-blown professor and you have that title professor under your name, you're knocking down about $100,000 to $120,000 a year. Who doesn't want to get to that? But I will keep you guys posted. They said they would let me know this is an emergency hire position. It is August, guys. It is August, and I still have not heard. Classes start August 14th, and right now I'm recording this podcast on August the 5th and still haven't heard anything. So this is an emergency hire position. They said that they would be letting us know within the week. I interviewed on a Monday and then they were supposed to let me know by uh, next Monday. So they said if I don't hear back anything by next Monday, there's a really good chance that I didn't get it because they have to keep a move on the process. But I will let you guys know. I will keep you informed. Hopefully I get it. So just say a prayer for me. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the show. I am Adam Banks. It's always a pleasure doing it. And it's always a pleasure to have you tune in. Thank you for listening. There would be no show without you. We'll see you in the next episode of Off the Cuff. Again, I'm Adam Banks. We'll see you later.